Like. Hey listeners, this is the Spotlight on Grace podcast, where we're focusing on what's happening at Grace Church and how God's grace is making a difference in our lives. I'm your host, Burr Bolton, and I've got Tanya Marks in here today. Hello, everybody. And this is the last of our Summer of Testimonies testimony. I can't believe it. And we, I I don't want to say we saved the best for last because I love all of them, but we kind of did save the last. I'm excited about today. (laughs) The best for last. Yeah, so Tanya, you want to go ahead and tell us why you chose this person to kind of book end the end of our summer of testimonies and then i'm gonna let you introduce this person absolutely so today mr billy Sargent is with us just go ahead and say hello billy hello and uh we're gonna get him going in a second i thought it'd be fun that since we started with herschel's recorded testimonies right. and herschel uh billy brought in the paper i had seen this before but i'm glad billy brought it in today herschel was member 85 at grace church he joined on november 5th 1956 but i wanted to end with billy because billy is one of the 18 original charter members when he was 13 years old. I won't get into too much. Um, The church was organized on September 23rd, 1953. And Mr. Bill Sargent, as a 13-year-old, is on this list. He's listed on there. So, like, he... he helped form the foundation of this church he's here from the beginning it's awesome and he's a fixture at grace church in the best possible way like if you know billy you love billy and i'm going to go ahead and give the um the warning that this this episode may not follow the normal schedule of questions that we've been following because we're going to do it however billy wants to do it (laughs) even though he said we're the boss right billy yeah two are the boss (laughs) i wanted today I love that disclaimer. Yes. Only today. Well, well, we'll take advantage of it while we can. So, Billy, we would love for you to just jump in and start telling us a little bit about your story and your testimony and where God's brought you over the years. Well, I was born in 1940. In 1953, a mother and three sisters come to 815 other people for Grace Church. I was 13 years old. And Brother John Knight was our first pastor. He went on to be our general in the, in the Nazarene movement. Well, I had three, like I said, I had three sisters, <clears throat> and I, I tell you, that part there is the good part. And I got to go back to the bad part. When I start, when I go back to when I was ten years old. When I was ten years old, <clears throat> we didn't have a car. We had to drive with Albie Sharpton every church Sunday morning, Sunday night, and Wednesday night, three times a week, mm-hmm. <laughs> every night. <clears throat> anyway, um, as time went on, I was like I said, I was ten years old, and I was playing there in the yard one day. And always, we never had a car. Daddy would walk over that hill, and I'd always go up there to meet him. Well, this particular afternoon, he didn't show up. Now, I knew something was wrong. A few minutes, mother called me in, had talked with me. She said, Billy, when your daddy's getting divorced, hmm. your daddy won't be coming home no more. Well, if you want to tear a 10 year old boy's heart out of his chest, tell him his daddy's not coming home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I struggled with that. It don't make no difference how bad or how tough or how mean, I mean, he is. To a 10-year-old boy, his daddy is his hero. Mm. You know, I struggled from there till I was 13 years old. <clears throat> That's when I rebelled against God and mother. I grew up fast. I mean, I was one of the people who grew up early in my life. I wasn't as big as I am now. I wasn't mature, but I thought I was, you know, 13 <laughs> sure. years old. You right. know? Yeah. Anyway, I quit going to church. I, like I said, I rebelled against God and mother and my family. I have three sisters. Is that one on there? The guy up the street there for me about he's twenty three years old. He'd been married one year and got a divorce. Somehow or another he got coming down there picking me up because I was ready to go, you know, all the time. So I got mixed up with him and a lot of older men and women. That lasted for till I was nineteen years old. I mean I've been in 
I'd be in the alcohol, tobacco, running with what, a lot older men and women, both than I was, just, you know, just everything I could get into. Anyway, the Lord was, uh, was, was faithful with me. Anyway, I, I made it until I was 19 and a half years old. Went to work over on South Main Street. You know where that's it? Work service station. Mm-hmm. I worked pumping gas, and down below me down there was a man named Lewis Hunter. He started the body shop a couple of years before. Okay. So he was over one day, and I asked him, Lewis, I'd like to learn how to do this body work. He said, you come over Monday morning, I'll pay you $25 a week. I said, I'll be there. And I was there Monday before you opened up. <laughs> Little did I know, I got over there, and his brother was working there, Leon Hunter. He was from Hornwall. Well, actually, he got to know me a little bit. He thought he knew me, but he didn't. He said, come and say, I got a sister-in-law I'd love for you to meet. I'd like to fix you up. I said, Leon, I got a party of a night. Me and the people I'd run with, drink, we carry on with, we don't have no spare time. I said, sometime I might do that. When he come to me the second time, then he come to the third. I was, that time in my life, I'd try anything one time. So I said, you go ahead and fix this up on Saturday night. And I'll meet you down there in home all the service station. You can take me over to meet her. So that Saturday night, I cranked it over 53 Shelly up, and I headed to Homeball. Didn't know nothing about Homeball, very little. Got down there, met Leon. He took me over to her sister's house. She lived in the country, but she was staying over there in town with her sister for this occasion. Mm-hmm. So I met her, got in the car, we took off, took off riding. Didn't know she didn't know me from bad. Anyway, her mother <laughs> now did. let me ask you one quick question. Leon Hunter, that's Karen Kilpatrick's daddy, that's right? That's exactly right. Okay. That's Karen, my favorite niece. Oh, okay, yes, okay. Yes, Leon, that's her daddy. Okay. <laughs> anyway, we, we took took a ride, spent most of the night, and finally, finally carried her home. You know, you talk about seeing something first. You talk about love at first sight. You ever heard of that? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Let me tell you something. It wasn't like my daughter being in love at first sight, but I, knew she, I didn't know she was going to be my wife. I didn't know she was going to be the mother of my children. But I knew one thing. She what I've been looking for. I just mm. looked at the wrong places wow. to find her. See, <laughs> so from that on, we never did, never, never went back to the old crowd. That's how you never went back to the old crowd. Wow, that's hard to believe. I didn't. They called me several times. I said, "No, nah, I'm busy right now." Mm. And said, this went on the last of a sixty and one half years. Wow, that did. That's amazing. And she was my angel. Yeah, God give me an angel. Mm. He knew what it took to straighten me out because I was deep in sins a man could go. A young man couldn't have got no deeper sin than I was. Wow. So I tried everything in this world. And it's hard, sorry to say, because I caused my mother a lot of pain in my life. But I tell you one thing: she spent more time on her knees than she did in the bed while I was a teenager. Wow! I come in, every, I wouldn't come in much. <clears throat> come in real late. Every once in a while, change clothes, take a bath. Nine times out of ten, I come in, had to go right by her bedroom door. Hmm. She had that door closed. I could hear her praying in there, but I kept on doing the wrong thing. Kept on doing the wrong thing. You know, your heart gets so hard. Your heart can get so hard. Yeah. Sometimes you. you God get tired food with you. But all during that time, like I said, when I was a little boy, my mother gave me the Lord. And she took me to church three times a week mm-hmm. till I was 13. So I got a bit too big for her to carry me. Yeah. And so I never was. The Lord never let me go. All those times, I would get aggravated. Leave me alone. Somebody pick me up. You know it's ain't right. Mm-hmm. But you know you get tired. But anyway, I, I, I finally made that. I got to her, and my life changed drastically. Wow. Just needed a sweet oh, little soft-spoken a, a angel. girl, didn't you? <laughs> She's my angel. Yeah. I can't see it no other way. Yeah. yeah. Now, was she already a believer, or she was, was she believer. just a good girl? She was a good Christian girl. Yeah. But don't, don't get scared here now. She was in the Church of Christ. Okay. But this is a church. <laughs> hey, this is a country church of Christ. Okay. That's a lot different. Uh-huh. She, she finally got me going with her mm-hmm. every once in a while. Well, I'll start it back, you know. 
And I'll go down there and spend the whole weekend. I'll get a little room over at Motif. You give them seven and a half dollars a night. Okay. That's better than driving back far to Clement. That's why. So I stayed and found that I got to go into a little bit with her. If things went on, I found I got to come back to the Lord. And, uh, I, but, you know, I tell you what, I think about most of all the problems I called my mother. She, she, had, she had a lot, hard time. And sisters. My sisters prayed a lot for me, too. Mm-hmm. I had three good sisters. They were yeah. good girls. Yeah. But anyway, I went on down there, like I said, last year, 61 and a half years. And I can tell you this much right now. I loved her more, and I carried her over here to more Gardens than I did when we got her home on. Mm. We loved, we grew through the years. Oh, yeah. That's just the kind of woman she was. Right. And so I don't know. I don't know. You might have any questions you want to ask me. You can ask me. That's pretty well mine. I can tell you some good stories about her. <laughs> I can tell you things you want to know. But I don't let you, y'all want to ask some questions now. I'll come back to something after a while. That sounds good. <laughs> you, First, the good question asker. I'm going to take over. So, Billy, how did you and Faye end up here at Grace then? How did that How did that transpire? So, I was raised here. Right. I knew that from your story. Sure, sure. And, all right. We got married. Had a couple of children, boy and a girl. And here's what she, I said. I never did. Pro, I never did pressure her. Mm-hmm. I said, "You take you to trust Christ as long as you want to." And I'm going to go and race church over there. That went on to Terry was about three years old, and Brenda was just a baby. So one Sunday morning, she got up. One morning, she got ready. Said, "I think we ought to go to church as a family." I said, "Come on, Grady!" I shouted all over the house. Right inside, I didn't say so, but that's how we got to keep it Grace Church. She come over here. The first thing she want to do is get baptized in this church, and she never left it. She was always faithful, mm-hmm. right by my side. I didn't, yeah. I didn't, I didn't pressure her none. Right. I promised her I wouldn't, but I married her, and I never pressured her one time. Yeah, yeah. God will take care of business if you, if you just listen to Him. You know. Yeah. That's good. So, um, Billy, where are some points that you remember throughout your whole lifetime, um, not just when you were a kid, but like? after you were married and stuff, that you can remember God being faithful to your family or to you specifically. Let me tell you a little story about that. Those children, Terry was about, um, let me see, both of them was in elementary school. He was two and a half, nearly three years older than her. Mm-hmm. Fred came to me one day and <clears throat> said, many um, of these children need a pair of tennis shoes for school. I said, okay, well, nothing about about till Sunday morning. I got up Sunday morning and said, here's this money right here. This is our tithe money this week. She said something. She said 1,000 times to me. Well, I said, you want to buy a shoe? You're the man, whatever you think. She was throwing it right back in my lap. Okay. So anyway, I went that morning and give, give the money, put the money to the plate. I tied. It wasn't about three years. That's when I was trying to get that body shop started. Yeah. Things were tough about getting the business going. Mm-hmm. And I finally got a couple extra jobs in the middle of that week. Next Friday, I had to give her enough money to go get them kids some shoes. So God will supply your needs according mm-hmm. to all his riches and glory. Our wants and our needs get mixed up. Yeah. Yeah. And I've done it like myself. You know, God will always supply your needs if you just trust him. Yeah. Right. Ain't no doubt because I'm 80, nearly 81 years old, and he ain't never let me down. Mm. Yeah. He stayed with me, but now that deep in sin, and I don't know why. Mm-hmm. I really don't know why, but I thank him for it, you know. Yeah, man. Well, mm-hmm. I love that how Faye held <laughs> held you accountable. She did. She put that. Back, back <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I love sure that. Is. I love yeah. that. Um, so, Billy, I know. How long have you have you coached the softball team here at Grace? I've played and coached here since I was big. Well, not walk. I, I forty years. I, I've been. I played for several years. I got too old. Then I started coaching. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, that's been. Man, I way back. Yeah, it's probably. See, I mean, it's hard to believe I'm 80 years old. That's <laughs> 30. I was probably been 45 years. Yeah. You know what? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I got too, a little bit too old to play. with any count. Never was much count, but thought I was uh, a little yeah. bit. You know. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I'm sure you were great. Uh, uh, so what has that 
softball team meant to you as far as, I mean, that's an area that you've ministered in, really, um, being the coach for those guys. What what has that meant to you, or what have you learned from that experience? Put a great responsibility on me. And I tell you, that's one thing. I used to go all the time, play ball, and leave Faye at home. When she got to Grace Church, she she went to Grace Church softball team. She loved to go to Cincinnati. She, yeah. she just fell right into the softball team. There wasn't no more of me going by myself. Cause the, the car started. She was at right door, and she was with me. <laughs> yeah. she, she loved the softball game. Uh-huh. It's a great responsibility. And a lot of times I've probably failed that responsibility and through the years. I get a little excited sometimes. Brian Weesinger said I got a little excited when I got beat. Nevertheless, <laughs> 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 that's what I try, try to be. I like to try to be admit, a, a warrior for God, just some kind of way or another. And I know I'm no pressure or no help, but, you know, you, your example is people look at your life where you know it or not. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I think while those guys probably thought they were just there to play softball sometimes, they were probably learning and being mentored by you, and they thought they were just showing up to play softball. So, well, I hope it's so. And, and mentored by Miss Faye, too, because I do remember times being in Cincinnati, and, I mean, she was hanging at that ballpark all day because you guys would keep winning, and she just – you know, she just kept right on. She was a trooper. Yep, I love that. All right, so where? who are some people? I know you mentioned your mom and obviously Miss Faye. Um, where, who are some people that have influenced you and encouraged you on your walk with the Lord? My oldest sister, her name is Joyce, married O'Neill Moore. And both of them are great, great examples for me. My sister had Alzheimer's. She, about 15 years before she died. He kept her at home, and he fed her himself. When he, when he took her to the nursing home, he went three times a day and feed her. Wow. But he was a great mm-hmm. Christian man. He, he worked at First Farmers Merchants Bank, retired up there. But they were a great influence on my teenage yeah. years. Mm-hmm. He's the one person I could really go to, you know, when I need to talk about the law or something. About the body shop and everything. I went talk because he was my banker. I had to talk <laughs> to him. You know. But anyway, only Moore and George was two of the people that really, really influenced my life. Mm-hmm. That's great. That's great. Mm-hmm. That is good. Well, my other two sisters have been off. Good influence to Sue and Jean. Mm-hmm. Y'all, do you know, know some of them, my younger sisters. I think so. They yes. are, they was a big, yeah. great so influence. So, are you the baby? No, the... My, no, I'm next to the baby. Okay. Like Sue, my youngest girl, okay. is a baby. Okay. I gotcha. didn't get that. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you were still spoiled. Uh, no, baby, yeah, yeah, I was. <laughs> I wasn't home much of that far. Oh, I said I never yeah. was at home. Yeah. Um, so, I know, how old are you, Billy? How old did you say you were? 81. 81. June. <laughs> so, um, even though you're 81, God's still teaching and talking to you, I'm sure. Oh, you don't ever get there. Hey, it's, <laughs> it's a learning process. Yeah, right, I've right. been at 81 years, and I still make misses, make a miss. I try, I've tried to cut them down some, but I still make them. I'm human. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. But you know. So what is God currently teaching you? God, I'm going to tell you what God's currently teaching me. Let me tell you, ever since faith passed, ever since God came and got her and took her home, the only thing that sustained me is I spend an hour, an hour and a half every morning Oh, I get up, boy, I do anything, and read the Word of God and have my devotion. Mm-hmm. I don't do I don't face the world. That's the only thing that sustains me as she pays. But I do it every morning, and I'm trying to get as closer to God as I can get. Yeah. And I can be an influence to somebody's life that's younger than me. I have so much trouble with these people to get divorced. See, I come from a divorced home. I know what it is. Yeah. And so many divorces nowadays. You, I see these children, boy, they broke, their hearts are broke half in two. But that's what I'd like to be, just be an example mm-hmm. for Jesus the best I could. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. And you are. You well, are. I try, I try to be. I really do. I don't Absolutely. Um, so you're mentioning being married for a long time. Can you tell us what any marriage advice that you have <laughs> for being happily married quite that long? I'm tell you, I can tell you the secrets of my marriage. <laughs> okay, that's good. A good woman. 
Oh, there everything you go. I, like I told you a while ago, she would never make a decision, Tanya. Mm. You the man, you make it. But I got we already built that new house. Well, it was fifty years ago. I said, I'm gonna tell you what you're gonna do, baby. You're gonna make the decision on the color of everything in this house, what kind of stuff. If you don't do it, I'm gonna tell the man that's building the house to put in there what he likes. <laughs> well, she stepped up there and saw the, and saw the basement. But then she come back to me and said, all right. I said, sure, it's all right. I want you to make a few decisions. That's the way she was. I mean, yeah. You, anybody couldn't get along with her, couldn't get along with nobody. Right. Yeah. I was, I, I was a handful when I was young. You know, it's, a lot of people know when I was young to tell you that, <laughs> but I'm not proud of all that but anyway. Yeah. So do you feel like her making you make the decisions was her way of saying, I believe in you? She stood up beside me. You can exactly do the right. right thing. Whatever I've done, she stood beside right. me. Right. Never question. Even I started that body shop. You man, what you think you going? That's what you do. And that's what I've done. Yeah. Never ever questioned me. Mm-hmm. I'm not telling the truth as far as I can tell right there. Now we, I can tell you this: we it we didn't have a perfect marriage. Now, I can tell you one thing: there ain't no man and woman that have loved each other no more than we did. I'm, I'm sure there's some loved each other as much, but nobody ever, ever loved as much as me and her. We had to love her. Anybody, mm-hmm. She just she's just an angel. I just tell you, God sent her to me. <laughs> that's all I can tell you. I, I never made it back for hadn't. I'd so far as seeing, you know, there comes a place in your life where God finally gets tired of fooling with you. Mm. Your heart, well, not that, but your heart gets hard. Mm-hmm. When your heart gets hard, I said no so many times when I was a kid. I'd come over about once Easter, maybe Christmas, twice a year, until I got back in with the Lord. Mm-hmm. Because my mother and sister were me to death to come to church every once in a while. So I would come by Easter maybe once or twice a year. But I'll tell you, you know, you can reject God, you can reject God, you can reject God. One day you go get hard in your heart hmm. and you want to hear what he's saying. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's what so I, what would what would you say to the parents or grandparents or siblings or spouses listening who has someone far away from God? How would you encourage the one who's trying to do the right thing and praying for them and maybe they feel like are my prayers working? Should I give up? What would you say to the one that's praying? I say just love them and don't pressure them. Mm. People have pressured me. It was wrong when I was young. It was a wrong thing for me anyway. Right. Don't let's, let them be themselves and love them. Let them know you, they can tell you love them or not. You ain't got to tell them every few minutes. They can tell them whether you treat them, whether you love them or not, what you do for them. That'd be my advice. Right. I'd like to say something right here while I'm at it. I'd like to talk to anybody, teenager, that's deep in seeing right now mm. with drugs, alcohol, whatever. There's a way back. And I'm mm-hmm. telling you this because I know, because mm-hmm. I was there, I was deep in sin as a man could go, a young man. Mm-hmm. But God's waiting with open arms if you just call his name. Amen. You try everything but Jesus, just try Jesus, see if it won't work. Yeah. That's good. That's I the only it. thing that'll work. That's good. I promise because I know. I'm telling you what You've I am telling you about my life. I've been there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's your testimony. That's my testimony. <laughs> Nobody can argue that's with that. That's my story. I'm sticking with it. There you go. <laughs> that's a good one. Well, that was that was a good I think that's a good note to you, Don. I love it. Thank you, Billy. We were looking forward to getting you in here and we might have you back another time just to talk about some other things. Or... Let me tell you one more story for you. Oh, please Absolutely. Do. i got to do this. I'd like to talk to all the young parents out there, middle-aged parents, whatever, is considering divorce. Mm-hmm. Nobody ever wins a divorce. The mother, the daddy, but the children are the big losers. Yeah. And here again, I'm telling you something that I didn't read about in a book. I, I experienced it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I tell you to take time to speak to God, to your spouse, to your children, before you make a decision. Because it's something you can never get back. And the children are the big losers and all that. Yeah, I think it's true. One more question, because you have lived this too. What would you say to young families about the importance of consistently being involved at church? Well, 
getting here on you Sundays. Know, if you don't get involved in the church, you're going to be involved somewhere you don't belong. Mm. That's my whole life. I, I was in the wrong places. Mm-hmm. I was out in the room me and women, eight, nine, ten years older than me, all my life, mm-hmm. from 13 on. Yeah. And you can't you can't gain nothing there. All you're going to get is the devil's work here. Right. If you don't fool with Christians and the people go to church, I'm not saying this, but the Christian people, now, I don't care what church you are, really. I'm not, not really that big, but you got to spend your time with the people that love you and you love them and that love the Lord. Right. Don't you going to get on the wrong track if you're not mm-hmm. careful, especially when you're young. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially. I agree. It's a good you're word, gonna, brother. You're going to go yep. out trouble, get in trouble. I've yeah. been, learning, been in trouble a lot of times, my life. <clears throat> mm. There's sure nothing have. good out there, is there? <laughs> nothing good. I tried it all. Yeah. I'm sad to say. Yeah. Nothing out there. Yeah. And the older I get, the more I realize it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How blessed I am to have a mother. I spent more time on her knees than she did in the bed when I was a teenager. Wow. And that's the truth. Yeah. She spent more time on her knees than she did in the bed when I was a teenager. Our mama will never let you down. Mm. They love your family, might let you go, but your mama standing in the gap for you till the end. Yeah. That, there's nothing like mm. a mother's love. That's I'll right. tell you that now. And your mother was a precious uh, saint mother. around here. When did she pass away? Uh, I forget Roughly? That. Roughly. It's been 15 years ago. Okay. Maybe 20. She was know. still here since I've oh, been yeah. here. I do know that. She was so. here for a long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. And she she got to live to see you living right and doing she right. She got to see. Let me tell you something. I wasn't going to get into this. Before I left the house, I picked, I walked by over these two old Bibles. One was Faze, Mother mm-hmm. and Daddy, and the other one was for Mother. And I read this a little bit before. I, God, I started calling you Cassidy's. I got tore up to bed. Oh, you no. Know, order where she's glad she got to live to see me. Trust me and my wife both. Living for the Lord. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I like to, I almost had to call y'all because I got all bit out of shape there. It's the first time I've read in a long time. Mm-hmm. But ain't nothing like Christian parents. Amen. Yeah. They'll stick to the end with you. That's good. Yeah. And that's my story, and I'm sticking with it. I all love right. it. I love it. good. <clears throat> don't give up praying. Oh, yeah, oh no. Never give up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, don't give up praying. And, I mean, that's just so much good stuff in this one. Thank you, Billy. Yeah. Really. yeah. Thank you for being here. Thank you I for enjoy, not canceling I, I the show. I enjoyed it very much. <laughs> it wasn't too scary, was it? No, hey, I'm, I'm ready to go now. What you want to do? <laughs> we'll do another one soon. Yep, so we can have you back. Oh, I love I it. I enjoyed it. Y'all, y'all doing a good job. Really. Thank, thank you all for giving me the opportunity to testify. Yeah. There's some young person that's in trouble with the drugs or some young couple that's thinking about divorce. Right. If it's just, that's all I care about. Hit someone else in life way. Yep. That's yep. what it's all about. Okay. It is. All right. Well, Billy, thank you for coming in today and giving God the glory and all that he's done in your life. Um, this is the end of the summer of testimonies, but I hope to do it again soon because your story matters and God's grace is sufficient for you. Thank you very much. <laughs>